Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Charlie Ingemach, and we're going to gird up together. Today's episode about chastity is number 12. I'm so glad that you're joining me, um, but before we get started, I just want to say something here. This podcast is designed and intended for young men, and so it, this episode in particular has got some man talk in it. I'm not shy about a few things in this episode and say a couple things and use a couple references that I would never, ever use in the presence of a young woman. So ladies, out of respect for who you are, I am going to warn you that the beginning two minutes or so of this episode, um, right at the beginning, are probably going to be pretty distasteful to you. And I encourage you to skip it. Just join us about three and a half minutes in. uh, And I would love for you to listen to the rest of it because we are going to talk about celibacy. So I'll give you a second here to hit skip. All right, the ladies are gone and it's guide time. And we'll get started in a moment. But I want to talk for a second about the art of manliness. Now, the art of manliness was my introduction to this whole realm and idea and industry out there of men becoming better men in our modern age. And I love Brett McKay and I love the work he does. But I was thinking about an article that he posted when I was still in college. It was about the 10 worst inventions ever for men. And some of these I don't think are too bad. Like, they sound kind of useful. Um, the chest hair toupee. Obviously, I don't need one. But I think uh, there are definitely some men out there who could use them. Uh, the prostate warmer. I mean, it's not an issue I ever have again. But you never know when you want might want your prostate warmed up a little bit. Uh, the roto or the recto rotor for clearing things up when you need to, but the ones that really drive me a little bit uh, nuts are the ones that have to do with celibacy. And there's one, there's a spike-lined ring, and here's just a part of the description of this spike-lined ring. Young men would tie this ring of death around their member, and whenever they became aroused, the spikes would sink into their flesh causing excruciating pain. Why? The only possibility is that well-meaning parents were buying these to help their young men keep their purity and remain chaste. That's so not what chastity is about. There's a <laughs> These devices miss the point completely. Celibacy is not about putting your sex drive to bed or purging yourself of some evil worldly desire. It's about self-mastery. And that's what we're going to talk about today is self-mastery. Young men, we are created wild and free. We've got testosterone and endorphins running through our brains and our bodies. And our hearts and souls crave excitement and adventure. And love and romance and sex are part of that adventure. We've been created with a mating instinct. God planted desire in our hearts to be lovers and fathers, just like he called women to be nurturers and mothers. And if we don't have a sex drive... We're not going to have sex. And if we didn't have sex, then we wouldn't have kids. If we didn't have kids, then we wouldn't be fulfilling God's commission to be fruitful and increase in number. It's a blessing. It's something God wants us to do. 
as long as we do it his way. And we reproduce for a couple different reasons. Uh, the first of which is to create more people like us. When we have kids, we raise them and we train them up and we teach them to think like us and to act like us and to love us and protect us. And that family bond is super strong. Uh, results over time in the bonds that we see when we you know, look at tribes and peoples and races and nations, they all share a common culture and they share common beliefs. And, that will, and they will bond together to protect each other when necessary. We see that a lot in American history. We see that in the civil rights movement. We see that um, with different immigrant groups that bonded together to demand rights, particularly the Irish and the Germans. And you think about you know, New York City at the turn of the century. It's a we live in a country that is built on people banding together to protect each other. But most of us don't live in a society or an age anymore where you have to reproduce to survive. In fact, it's just the opposite. There are a lot of people saying that we actually have too many people on the earth. Think about China. You can only have one kid. But God says otherwise. And so does history. As little as 100 years ago, there were people on the American frontier who were having kids just to make their farm survive. They had to have more kids so they could get more work done. And because they had more kids getting more work done, they were making more money and they could survive in the Great Depression. That wasn't that long ago. Because uh, we don't need to have sex in order to survive anymore and have kids to ha survive anymore, um, we, sex starts to lose its purpose. And there's two purposes that God gave us sex for. The first is to continue to create and build that bond between a man and his wife. There's all kinds of chemicals that are released during sex and such that create that bond and make it even tighter and closer. And the other purpose is to make kids, just like we talked about. And marriage is the same way. Without God and without God's purpose in our lives, marriage starts to fall to the wayside too. Marriage is there because it creates a happy, healthy environment that's conducive to learning and to growing and producing more like-minded Christians. When people get married, they create families. And all the blessings that come by those families are a result of marriage. But you and I are not of the world. Every time a person has sex outside of marriage, what they're really doing is they're leaving a little bit of themselves behind. And they're never really going to get that back. Um, so when marriage happens, they can't completely give themselves over to their new partner, their new uh, spouse, because they've been hurt and torn apart so many stinking times. The chemicals released when people sleep together cause strong feelings of attraction and companionship and it binds together a married couple that's going to stay together for years and years. But it just causes pain and heartbreak in a one-night stand or in a non-committed relationship. But celibacy is just the tip of the iceberg. What celibacy really is is self-control. And if I can demonstrate self-control and self-mastery, then I show myself to be a man, a man of God, and a more viable future husband and father. Like celibacy is about self-discipline, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. If I manage my sexuality, then I'm also going to manage my money. I'm tasked by God to be a good steward of what he has given me, and I'm not going to waste God's gifts. I can set myself up in my family for future prosperity um, and financial security by avoiding debt and saving money. I can manage my domain. I prove that I am a responsible man and can care for myself and others, and that I can provide a safe and healthy working, living, and worshiping environment for my future family. 
I can provide safety, and if I can provide safety, we won't be constantly worried about uh, money and safety and all those other things, and we can, A, enjoy life and be stress-free, and B, spend a whole lot more time and effort on relationships with my spouse, with my family, my friends, with my God, and along with that relationship with God, I'm going to prove my ability to ensure the spiritual health and growth of my family, which is my purpose to begin with. You know what you're looking for in a woman. What do you think she's looking for in you? Exactly this. This is what God has wired her to look for in a partner. I think in, to, in order to make this happen in our own lives, what we got to do is we got to flip our thoughts about sex right on our heads. I think a lot of us grew up with an abstinence mentality, the idea that sex is bad and you don't have it. But it leaves out the whole realm of celibacy because you cannot have sex but still not save yourself for marriage. That's where pornography sneaks in. That's where all kinds of other things sneak in and a lot of fooling around. And that's where when we start having this conversation of how far is too far. That conversation does not exist if you're talking about true celibacy. Because while abstinence is just not having sex, celibacy is more active than that. Celibacy says, I'm saving myself and my sexuality for my spouse. Celibacy is choosing to wait for moral and faith reasons. It means that we recognize and respect the power of sex and its intent, and we want to do it right. We're choosing to save the entire physical portion of our relationship for marriage and give ourselves entirely to our spouse just like they deserve. And yes... This stands against almost everything the world tells us about love, about sex, about relationships, about dating, and that's what we should expect. Remember, we're not part of the world. We're part of another world. We're written in the book of heaven, and we live not our way, but God's way. I hope you come back and listen next time. We'll talk a little bit about um, dating and remaining celibate and you know, kind of where the lines are. But as we journey down this path, you got to remember why we're doing it, what the end game is. I am saving myself for marriage because I want my marriage to be blessed. And if you keep that in mind, I think you'll find it a lot easier and you're going to be much more successful in your search. Um, I got a couple resources for you here. I think the best book I've ever read on celibacy is called The Weight. It was written by Megan Good and Devon Franklin. They are Hollywood personalities who have been very publicly celibate and chosen to do things God's way. Um, they talk about everything from self-control to celibacy to if you are having sex, being able to stop and retain your purity and preparing yourself for marriage. I think they did a great job of writing that book, and I suggest... Everybody reads it, um, whether you are currently sexually active or not. Um, I would also suggest, again, accountability partners and start having that conversation with your buddies. If you know that there's a girl tempting you or that you know a certain situation is tempting you, talk about it ahead of time with some guys and say, hey, so this year at homecoming, if you see me dancing you know, in an inappropriate way or if you see me with this girl, pull me aside and talk to me and check on me and make sure I'm doing the right thing. Or at this party, I know that these things are going on, so let's go to a different party instead, or let's have our own party, or whatever it might be. Have a bunch of buddies that are going to hold you accountable and are going to help steer you in the right direction. 
And finally, man, keep building your faith. Keep chasing after a relationship with your Heavenly Father and growing stronger as a man and stronger as a Christian. And the stronger your faith is, the easier it's going to be to live it out in these things that we're talking about on this podcast all the time. So stay active in your faith, stay active in your church, and continue to build a community of believers around you. And you will be blessed. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. You can find more episodes just like this one on iTunes or SoundCloud under the name The Gird Up Podcast. You can follow me, Charlie Ungemach, at on Instagram at Coach Ungemach, on Facebook as Charlie Ungemach, or you can email me on the good old email at coachungemach at gmail.com. Please make sure you leave a review for this podcast. Make sure we get good ratings. And it's time now to go be the man that God has created you to be. God bless.